Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit fabnt.com for details. Member FDIC. More waiting. Lardner ready. Here come the third baseman and first baseman. And he swings a chopper and shortstop's wide open. Thanks for the wheel play. Here's Opitz to score. Austin to third. Robert Moore makes it 2-1. to one. Opitz and Austin leading. Now Moore swings and grounds it through the right side. That's a base hit past the diving second baseman, Moranko. Opitz scores 6-3. Austin safe at third, just ahead of the throw. And Moore comes into second behind the play. I think the difference this weekend compared to last weekend offensively for Robert, last weekend Robert just was trying to get hits. He was trying to catch up with all the other guys and, you know, swung at pitches and didn't take walks. This weekend, he kind of – he saw a lot of pitches, took a couple walks today, yesterday, fouled off pitches, got some hits. Uh, you just saw more of what he's all about as far as at the plate. But defensively, he's always, you know, he's been good both weekends. Robert Moore. Impressive performance this weekend. Red-White Report is underway. Hogs win, 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 win. And in basketball, win, Good weekend for the men's programs in Fayetteville this weekend. Hogs sweep Gonzaga. Basketball team beats Missouri. And everybody's happy. Whew. I keep checking Twitter to see if uh, Robert Moore has been named the SEC Player of the Week or the SEC Freshman of the Week. Surely one of those two honors is coming towards him in the next couple hours. Now they'll be headed to Houston to play a much tougher schedule at Minute Maid Park. Those games, I found, will be on the MLB.com. MLB.com. So not on Major League Baseball Network. It says MLB.com. So I guess it's kind of like ESPN3. You can stream it on MLB.com and watch it on your laptop, iPad, or maybe stream it on your TV. But uh, three big games, much better competition. So the uh, excitement there for Razorback Baseball continues to build. And for the basketball team, it's a big week for them too, schedule-wise, with Tennessee and Georgia. You think Razorback Baseball off to a great start, no big deal, right? Well, guess what? It's the first time since 2016 they've started 7-0. It's the first time since 2013 that they had a four-game sweep when they swept San Diego State. So this weekend was significant against the Gonzaga team that's expected to do some things. Well, it's hard to sweep anybody three games. Well, this is four games, so it's even tougher to sweep somebody that's four a, times. That's one of those big industrial brooms you got to use. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just the old... Uh, Witch's broom. You got to get like the big wide, big wide one, like the one for the garage they mm-hmm. use out there. Yeah, exactly. So this week, as Wes mentioned, it's uh, February twenty eighth. That's Friday against Oklahoma. They're twenty third in the country. They're seven and two. They're not undefeated. That game starts at three, so two thirty pregame. You know they're they're playing a one o'clock game, but it's not until Sunday. Doesn't help us. <laughs> Sa- I do have some news for you though. Saturday, uh, Texas undefeated Longhorns. Woo Two o'clock. Good. That'll be a lot of fun. You got to pitch Connor Nolan there, right? No. He pitches Friday. Okay. Wicklander on Saturday. Wicklander looked great Saturday. Okay. Probably his best outing as a Razorback, six innings. I think only one walk, seven strikeouts. He was dealing. He looked really good. Okay. Nice one-two punch for them. All right. Baylor is the Sunday matchup. They're four and three. I don't know who they played in the early going. Coach Van Horn is very good friends with their head coach, and uh, he says that program's uh, on the way back. You know, there for a while, Baylor – uh, remember, Arkansas went and played a regional, super regional in Baylor, and that was a tough one to get to the College World Series. But Baylor's back, uh, had a lot of high uh, praise for their manager or their head coach. And 
that'll be a, a tough one on Sunday. That'll be the question: <clears throat> Who's going to uh, kind of move into that number three starter for Arkansas? You know, we've seen a, a couple of different options, and so I think they're still playing with that a little bit. I tell you what, I like the Morris kid out of Cabot. He came in again over the weekend. Big frame, big body, and he throws some heat and has some good off-speed stuff. I wonder if he'll get a chance. But pitcher from BB got some love too as a reliever. Yeah. This weekend, Dang, uh, Denton. Yeah, yeah, he uh, comes in throwing that frisbee, and that ball moves, man. It does some crazy things. What's a frisbee? He's side hand. He he comes almost side. It's a not submarine, but he comes in sideways, and he's throwing some breaking balls that that it doesn't move like a normal breaking ball because mm. it's sidearm and it's floating up there and diving and darting, and it's it's hard to hit. He came in in a tight situation and struck out the side. Duck dive dodge. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball, West. Keep that in mind. Christian Franklin gets a game ball. Thank you, Ramco. Leads the team in batting average 440 on the season, and he's tied with Heston Kerstad for the hit total with 11. So he's off to a great start. We talked about him defensively moving to center field, which is more of his natural position, and he's doing the job at the plate as well. The series this weekend with these three teams, the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic at Minute Maid Park in Houston. That's a mouthful. Good opportunity for Arkansas. We'll just call it the series in Houston, right? Sure. Uh, Arkansas basketball wins again, 78-68. And we haven't done this much, but mostly it's welcome back to uh, to Isaiah Joe. But also, What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? There were a couple of interesting things in the box. And again, I said it off the top of the show. I thought the most intriguing thing was the fact that Isaiah Joe went in there and played 38 freaking minutes after being out for five games. We talked with Coach, uh, Coach, Dr. Dr. Coach O'Malley. The other day, and he said, you know, a lot of times they'll do, you know, you can do bike, but he said swimming. And I'm curious to see what Isaiah Joe did from a cardio standpoint to stay up when you're talking about coming back from a leg injury. So whatever he did, it worked. I just think it's amazing. To play 38 minutes in a college basketball game is impressive, but coming off a five-game layoff is remarkable to me. But doesn't it show he had fresh legs too? While these other guys have been playing extended minutes without him, he comes back. He's got the fresh legs. He's able to go. It gives his teammates a little bit of a rest. And you want to talk about numbers. Arkansas finishes the first half on a 12-2 run. They finish the game on a 7-0 run. All of a sudden, they look like a fresh team because they're a little bit deeper. Yeah, and you could have been deeper than that because you could have played more minutes from your bench bigs, but Chaney, Silla, Henderson combined for about six and a half minutes, maybe seven minutes if I want to round up. So you got bodies that are sitting there, and obviously they felt like things are going well, and they did. So how many minutes did Bailey play? Uh, a lot, 31. That may be up there for him as number of minutes. I know they went to a five-guard line up there for a while also uh, and got extended minutes from it and looked pretty good doing it when they were trying to press Arkansas. And they were able to break the press except for one time when Jalen Harris threw it away. But um, I just I'm not so I'm not down on on Ethan or uh, or or Cheney not getting those minutes. I just think this is one of those games where Adriel was playing really well and they just ride the the hot hand and let Adriel just stay in there. I just think it's hard to go from playing. You're starting. You play 12 minutes and you foul out. You come back and you play a minute off the bench, and then they're going to come back and, at Tennessee. And I assume he'll have to play more minutes, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe not. Just stay ready. You you never know when your number's going to be called, but when it is, be ready to go. It's easy to say that, but it's hard to it's hard to do it. 12 of 25. Arkansas goes from three. Very impressive. And Sills was a big part of it. Four of six. We talked about Isaiah Joe. He's five of ten. And you get an off day from Mason Jones, and you still rolled a victory. It's great to see. Arkansas did have to make some plays. 
late. I mean, let's not act like it was a cruise. I mean, what, the 10 is a little bit deceptive, I think. It was a game that was up in the air with the last few minutes left. Yeah, they were up 10 and it looked like they were going to cruise to a victory. And maybe they put it in cruise control. And all of a sudden, Missouri made a couple of plays, had a steal, a couple of and ones, and it got a little tighter and a little tighter. And then all of a sudden, you do, yeah, they hit a three and it's a three point game. And then Isaiah Joe hits the big three, makes it a six point game. And at that time, at that point, I felt pretty good yeah. about it. Uh, but then they, it is their first double-digit SEC win since beating Vanderbilt. Hmm, there you go. That's an impressive number. Arkansas, no empty possessions earlier. Very shouldn't say no. Very few empty possessions. Eight turnovers, which is a number that Eric Musselman can certainly live with. And they were outstanding at the free throw line as well, 16 of 20. So good day all the way around for Arkansas. They win. Huge matchup coming up. Tennessee's coming off a loss, by the way, at Auburn, 73-66. They had an eight-point lead at the half and got smoked Mm. by 15 in the second half. So hopefully they are a little bit dauber down. They've got nothing to play for again. They're not going to the tournament. Arkansas is still with an outside chance, but they got to do some work, and it starts Wednesday. Other games around the SEC, A&M dismantling, dis, I guess disrupting Mississippi State's outside chances of working their way in. They're certainly not done yet, but they're going to have to be outstanding down the stretch to have a shot. Georgia wins on the road at Vanderbilt. A lot of people have that Georgia road win circled. Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's not that easy. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a tough fight down there. And then Kentucky beats Florida, 65-59, low-scoring defensive game after a tie at the half. Kentucky pulls away and wins it. LSU got a good win on the road at South Carolina. It was one of the better games of the weekend, 86-80, the final there. So the Gamecocks, I would say, very much in limbo at best. I don't think most people have them going to the tournament. Lenardi made a great point. A lot of teams that are on the bubble, it's there's a reason why they're on the bubble. They're not very good, you know. And so, if you can be a team that's on the bubble at the end of the season that wins more than half your games, you're going to stand out because teams on the bubble are probably going to go like two and two down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So, if all of a sudden you can go three and one or four and one, as he pointed out for Arkansas, then you start separating yourself from other teams on the bubble because they're just not that good, or they wouldn't be on the bubble. How about a game ball to Alabama? Alabama's trying to work its way into the tournament. Mm. 58 second-half points in Oxford. 58. I mean, I'm looking at these scores. Florida scored 59 the whole game. 59 the whole game. Scored 58 and a half. 103-78. That Alabama offense, when it's going, oh, boy, they're scary. They have no conscience, man. I watched them the night they almost beat Auburn, and I think they made – how many threes did they say? We say there was a 24 threes, an SEC record. Yeah, and they attempted about 60. <laughs> it was, And it was one of those games where Auburn was kind of pulling away, pulling away like a nine-point lead, and you're like, yeah, here you go. Auburn's going to blow them out. They're going to win by double digits. And then Alabama hits like three threes in a row. And you're like, it's a tie game. And they go to overtime. And then you're like, they're going to win this game. And then they hit a three, and they're back in it. And – it, it was fun to watch, and I hadn't seen the stats from that second half. Was Obviously, defense was optional for Ole Miss in the second half, but I wonder how many threes they hit to put up 58 and a half. See so if you can find well, that they out. They hit 13 the entire game. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a low number for them. Oh. They're like the Rockets of college basketball. They are. It's going to be three or it's at the hoop. No, that's Oates' approach yeah. for sure. They are they're they have no conscience on offense. I mean, it's a little wild, and like Joe and I talked about earlier in the season, it's like, what are they doing? Let me tell you something. When they get it, when they're making buckets, dude, look out because they will throw it up there. Kansas wins on the road at Baylor. Great win for the Jayhawks. Baylor takes only its second setback, and they haven't lost one since November, right? Mm-hmm. They lost their second game of the year and hadn't lost since. Mm-hmm. Great win for the Jayhawks on the road, 64-61. Now Kansas a legitimate contender, not that they weren't anyway, but 24-3 and on the season. Impressive. 
Uh, West Virginia loses in overtime at TCU. Big setback for them. Let me uh, turn your attention to a big game tonight. Fun game to watch. A couple of nationally ranked teams. Haven't seen the new rankings yet, Wes. I don't know if they've come out yet. But number 11, Louisville, and number 8, Florida State. Florida State won by six on the road at NC State. Louisville won at home. Poor North Carolina. Now 10-17. and 72-55. They got smushed at Louisville. But those two are playing tonight. Florida State and Louisville tonight at 6 o'clock. So if you're looking for a game... You might want to check that one out. It should be a lot of fun. And then you had two tippy-top teams fall down this weekend. San Diego State loses for the first time this year at home, by the way, to UNLV 66-63. And then Gonzaga, their baseball team, falls in four straight at Arkansas. Their basketball team trips up in Provo. 91-78. Bulldogs take their second loss of the season. Brigham Young improves at 23-7. BYU's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so that's your – Sort of college basketball picture from the weekend. A little crazy weekend, right, with all those top teams losing. And then all of a sudden you see Kansas coming back, Kentucky's back up there, some of the teams that Duke, you know, that you would expect. You just wonder when it comes tournament time filling out those brackets, who's going to be the overwhelming pick to win or the, uh, the popular pick of winning it all. Lots of conflicts coming up with our programming, and so we're going to have to sort it all out. We actually have three conflicts uh, one weekend coming up here, but the high school state championships have been announced as far as game times go. We don't know who's going to be in them, of course, but we're getting there. So they have moved the start times up from early afternoon to, like, noon on Thursday and Friday. So the 1A girls game will be at noon on Thursday, boys to follow, 2A girls and 2A boys that evening in the late session. So there's an early session at noon and 145, late session 6 and 745. On Friday, same thing, noon, 145, 6, and 745 for 3A and 4A. And then they're going to do 5A girls and then 5A boys, 6A girls, 6A boys on Saturday. So only four games on Saturday now. So they've shortened the number of games on Saturday. Those will start at 1130. We've got a an Oakland show on Friday the 13th. Lucky us. And I don't know how we're going to work that out, but we'll figure it out later in the day. I just got this information, so we'll pass it along. And then there's Razorback Baseball that night, of course, on Friday. I think they start at 6.30 as their first pitch. So that'll impact the 4A game on Friday. And then on Saturday, some of those games will be impacted by Razorback Baseball as well. So stay tuned, and we'll figure it all out for you. But uh, And maybe SEC Basketball Tournament. Also maybe. a good point. We may have multiple conflicts. Good point. And if Arkansas ends up as a seed – where they play, they could play as early as 11 o'clock on Thursday. So you may barely see anything. So we'll have to figure all that out. Hmm. It's, a, it's a bit of a mess. Um, can you we'll see. Uh, Can you explain to the app and what people need to do to hear the game when it comes to your location services on your phone? Yeah, and the thing, I'll be honest. Everybody I know who works here has it working fine, and we've you know people had a couple of hurdles. We've cleared it. You know, got to make sure your location app or your location is on for your browser. So if you go through, so you go to the Buzz app, then you click on the Hog Game Here banner. It'll take you to the Razorback game, but you have to be within seventy-five miles of our signal, and you have to have your location services on. If you go through Wi-Fi, it'll also be able to identify your location, and you should be able to get the game that way. The other thing is, same deal, IP address, if you're within the 75 miles, you can catch our stream off of the Internet. I, for some reason, am not able to make it work on my phone, personally. So I don't know. I'm going to get uh, Gary to look at it, but uh, for the most part, it's I haven't heard a lot of complaints. So I think most people are having success with it. I was talking to someone from Bryant, and I was trying to explain that, all, that the, that's the main thing. You have to have your location on 
Safari so that Safari knows where you are. If it does not know where you are, it assumes you're outside of that 75-mile radius and you will not get the game. I have my location services on for Safari, and yet it still doesn't let me have it. So I don't know what's going on. So there you go. If you're having an issue with the app and listen to Hogs on the Buzz stream, welcome to my club. It's just us. You're the president. Yes, I guess so. It sucks. Um. Anyway. Hmm. All right. If you want in, 433-1037. It's 1124. Coming up, we're going to talk to Ken Griffey. We'll be here to talk about a an event that they've got going, I believe, in Hot Springs. So we'll get the details on that coming up in a second. Let me grab some Keith Lee Service Company Live fan feedback. Question of the day was about the Arkansas spring game. Are you mad or not that the SEC said, no, can't do it? Richard says, I'm not mad at the SEC for denying the request. I believe that Arkansas knew going into it, it was a one-time thing. They only told the fans it would be every other year to appease us for taking a game away. Yeah, I'm curious about that. You know, and I'll read you this uh, letter that the University of Arkansas wrote to the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Um, because you have to have extenuating circumstances to uh, get approval from the SEC to move your spring game. A couple of years ago when there was construction at uh, Reynolds Razorback Stadium, yeah, you had to move the game because of that north end zone project. You couldn't even get on the field and you didn't want fans walking around a construction zone. So you get that waiver approved. LSU's doing the same thing. They've got uh, construction going on. It's happened before. This year, the Razorbacks' letter to the SEC requesting a waiver is, to me, it's kind of lame. Uh, we shift. <laughs> uh, let me read the whole thing. University of Arkansas requests a waiver uh, through blah, 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 blah to have the game at War Memorial Stadium. With the well, shift, they didn't write it very well if they threw blah, blah, blah in the middle of it. With the shift to one War Memorial home game every other season, the university feels it is important to maintain a presence in central Arkansas in years in which we do not hold a regular season competition in the stadium. Utilizing the stadium to hold our spring game is a wonderful opportunity to maintain the presence. It will allow the university, not merely athletics, to have additional engagement opportunities with our alumni and friends in central Arkansas. War Memorial is not merely a facility, in quotes, used by the university, as the applicable bylaw addresses, it is a home stadium, and we feel it should be treated as part of our campus. Based on War Memorial's being a true home facility with no competitive advantage gained because of this activity, the university seeks relief from the application of the bylaw. Should you have any other questions, blah, blah, call me here. And Sankey basically wrote back and said, hey, I received your letter on February 1st for the waiver to permit the university to do the spring game at War Memorial Stadium. After a review of the information provided by the institution, the institution's request is hereby denied due to a lack of extenuating circumstances which warrant relief from the normal application of the conference's on-campus practice requirements. So it's pretty cut and dry right there. You have to have extenuating circumstances. They knew they didn't have extenuating circumstances, right? I mean, did they think that's extenuating circumstances? That they that want to engage in a, Central Arkansas? Yeah. That's your extenuating circumstances? <clears throat> well, no. If I'd have known that, we would have all known it's not going to get approved. Yeah. That, that, I just I almost feel like he does. that. They were just saying that to appease us for now, and we'll get to the problem two years down the road when we don't have stadium construction that gets us the waiver. It is a little strange that they would sign off on the agreement when they didn't have confidence that they could go forward with the arrangement. Bo says eventually there will be no hog football games in Little Rock. Shouldn't Central Arkansas fans accept that fact? Yeah, I assume that someday that will happen. 
So, yes. Tyler says, when the spring game is off campus, you can't host recruits. With it in Fayetteville, they can host recruits, and Arkansas has the has the last spring game in the SEC. Therefore, we won't have any conflict with another SEC team for a recruits' visit. There is upside there. I do agree with that. That I, that part mm-hmm. I understand. Heath says, jockstrap, anytime Patrick Reed wins a golf tournament. Did you see that? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I watched a little. I'm over it. I don't like him. I didn't like him before he allegedly cheated by brushing the sand away in a tournament. I don't like him now, but whatever. Did you see the um, – there's a, a good video out of him with the ball in the rough, and he goes up there with like an iron, and he puts the iron behind the ball, and he's going to hit. Nah, I'm going to try a different club. He goes and gets a different iron, and he does this three times. And after putting the iron behind the ball, he pushes the grass down long enough and far enough that now he can get a club on the ball mm-hmm. and goes back and gets a fairway wood. Mm-hmm. And the that announcer, this weekend? No, this is months ago. Okay. And there's a, the, uh, the, the on-course reporter basically called him out and said, well, the original lie, there was no way he could have got the club on the ball, but now with the lie, he's able to hit it. And, and at the time, a lot of people didn't catch that. He has since written a book, and that's one of the examples. Uh, I think he's calls Patrick Reed out, and people have pulled that clip and, and it's playing on Twitter, and it shows uh, him improving his lie in the rough. We are... Being called out. Scott says, we were talking about the hockey um, goalie that was pulled out basically off the Zamboni and onto the ice to help Carolina in a win over the weekend. Dude said on national radio yesterday that the $500 was a rumor, that the guy actually got paid nothing. Somebody else sent me that too. Yeah, he was on Dan Patrick this morning, and Patrick said that you, we're reading here you were paid 500 He's like, yeah, well, it's really not about the money. It's about the memories. He he got paid. He just doesn't want to talk about it. You could tell during the interview. And then Jeff says, you guys should listen to the morning show, and you wouldn't sound so dumb. I was listening to Dan Patrick. So. Well, apparently the morning show the sh- had the Zamboni story all right. But it sounds like you oh, were right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, apparently that there is an emergency goalie for every game. This just it, it, there's a guy that's designated in every city, home team. He is the guy. If something happens to one of your goalies and you need an emergency guy, here's your guy. <clears throat> and he was the emergency guy in Toronto. What if your emergency goalie's sick? What happens then? Yeah, what if his kid's sick and he can't make it? That's when you go to a defenseman and say, dude, just put on the pads and stand there. Do your best. That's it. And when you're up 6-1, I think you can get away with that probably and win the game. Um, you don't need an emergency car dealer. You just need a car dealer. And Guadney is that car dealer. Now, if you do have an emergency, maybe you have a car accident, you got to get a new car. Somebody steals your car and doesn't bring it back. Uh, Guadney's here to help. And this is a great time to actually get the job done if you're looking to get a new vehicle. 0% interest being offered on... Silverado 1500s. These are 2020s for 72 months, folks. 0% interest. Same for 2020 Equinox. And they're offering sales tax paid and no payments for 90 days. Incredible collection of incentives at Guatney Chevrolet right now. They also will add up to an additional $750 for switching from a non-GM brand to Chevrolet. It's time you wise up and get over to Guatney. Also get out of your non-GM brand, too. Also, if you got a tax refund, bring it to Guatney and make your dollars go further. They've got details. They'll tell you all about it. Go by and see them. It's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They've been doing it since 1957. It's your family-owned Chevrolet dealer. It's Guatney Chevrolet. Go Guatney or go home. Actually, go to Guatney and then go home in your new Guatney vehicle. GuatneyChevrolet.com. All right, welcome back. 
Busy weekend at Oak Lawn, and we've got another one coming up this week. The Spring Fever Stakes is happening on Saturday, but you don't have to wait because you can get down there now. Lots of interesting wagering opportunities, including that Razorback game against Tennessee. I've got to think the Hogs will have an inspired effort against Tennessee in the rematch. A, to prove something. B, to stay in the hunt for an NCAA tournament appearance. But that's just the tip of the iceberg, obviously. They've got live roulette now, which is one of Wes's favorites. Lots of fun things to you know, enjoy down there. And if you can't make it down for the races this Thursday or through the weekend, oaklawnanywhere.com. You can sign up. And they actually have an app that's very, very useful. In fact, they revamped it for this year, and it's so much easier for me to bet and lose money hmm. than in previous years, and I appreciate them. If you haven't ever signed up, though, now is the time. Go to oaklawnanywhere.com. Get yourself set up. There's a $150 bonus available to you when you get set up. But listen, get down to Oaklawn when you can. Have some fun. Lots of cool things to do down there, including, obviously, watching some great top-notch horse racing. Nancy gave us some winners Friday, or a winner. I think it – I can't remember which one it was, but I, I won about 50 bucks on it. I think I put 10 across the board and win place on it, and it ended up having about 6 to 1 odds, so paid pretty good. There was a long shot that came in yesterday that I liked, but I didn't bet. Called, oh. Called Lycan, L-Y-K-A-N. Oh, my God. We uh, man, we could have made a ton of money, ton of money, because I had a friend down there who gave me the second and third. And if you'd have given me like him, we got the exacta, the trifecta, and those paid very, very well. Well, I didn't have the guts to bet it, so obviously I was so hurt over my performance on Saturday. Again. There were a Justin, bunch of bets I liked Justin. Saturday, didn't hit anything, so I was disappointed. Yeah, like him, anyway. pay big. Yeah, huge. really well. Yeah, did. and it was the, a long the, shot. like I said, the exacta was really good, and the trifecta was really good. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have liking. We had the horse number two and number three. You yeah, ever, you ever played the superfecta, like the ten cent superfecta? I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's hard enough for me to hit a trifecta, yeah. so I'm like, That's oh, I'm not going to hit the superfecta. Bet, you yeah, know, just for fun. Yeah, yeah and you got to pick the four and you box them, and it's like two dollars and forty cents or something. Yeah, like a little that. ten cent bet. And if you hit like one. You know, it's usually, it usually pays between thirty and one hundred. Three thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Hot Springs, the boat tackle and RV show at the Hot Springs Convention Center coming up. That's why Ken Griffey is here to talk about it, buddy. Good to see you. How yeah, are you, man? I'm doing great. You know, we had the boat show here in Little Rock. We've had the RV show. You know what we do with this one is this is we combine those two shows. We take it down to Hot Springs, and I'll tell you. People probably don't know this, but the uh, State House Convention Center here in Little Rock is about 84,000 square feet. Over in Hot Springs, we've got about 110,000 square feet. So we combine those two shows. And, folks, if you're in the market for a boat or an RV, this is the last boat and RV show of the year. So what that means is the discounts, the rebates, the incentives, you know, the price cut that the manufacturers able able to give the dealers, this is it. You know, basically March 1st, those things are over with. So so if you're going to buy a boat or an RV this year, come down to the Hot Springs Convention Center this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you're going to get the opportunity to pick out your unit and uh, and, and get it at the price that uh, you've always wanted. Thank you very much. I would have picked a different one, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <coughs> Oh boy! So, how many different de- do you have dealers that bring multiple things, or do you have? Yeah, yeah, we have. You know, half of it's going to be full of RVs. The other half's going to be full with uh, with boats. But we have ATVs, UTVs. But I'm looking at a guy like Lev Bradford. Does he bring? Does he bring ATVs and boats yeah. too? Motorcycles. Okay. You bet, man. This is this is a catch-all show. So 
we've gotten permission from the Arkansas Motor Vehicle Commission to bring if it if it drives if it floats you know it, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be at this show. So a lot of other vendors are going to be there too, uh, especially tackle. You know we've got it in our name. You know it's a boat tackle and RV show, and these independent tackle guys come from all over, you know the the southeast, uh, from Alabama and from. Oklahoma and Tennessee and Arkansas and these guys are bringing this discount fishing tackle that that I I tell I tell my buddies I was like clean out your tackle box guys this is the time because you're going to be able to reload with discount fishing tackle at this show and be ready for the season. Yeah. I was watching uh Ozark. I was telling Wes that I've been rewatching the second season getting ready for the third season which is coming up next month. Great show. And the FBI agent was down at the river and he was putting on his waders and getting ready to go down and do a little fly fishing. I was like, man, that looks awesome. And then Ruth's dad shows up and, and beat him to death with the toolbox. <laughs> so he didn't have a great experience, but I thought, man, I really like to go fly fishing again sometime. That'd be great. <laughs> well, we uh, hope we, it goes better for us. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we're uh, we're also uh, we're also giving away a boat. Uh, we're giving away a uh, it's called a Havoc VJ Duck Boat. And these are high performance. I mean, guys, that these things will go very fast. They're kind of like one of these, almost like a swamp, you know, uh, a boat. You can mm-hmm. get into the backwoods of where, where you need to be for the duck blinds and stuff. Very cool boat. $10,000 value on that. And on Saturday, hey, guys, take note of this. Um, bring your family down Saturday because the first 100 kids that come to the show, uh, they're going to get a free rod and reel. So, you know, it's just our way of saying thanks. Uh, so so Saturday, families, that's a great time to come. The show opens at 10 a.m. each day. So Saturday at 10 a.m., there'll be a line down the down the hallway ready to get in and uh, to, to grab one of those cool fishing rigs. We got great weather, too. High 50s, sunny, you know, so folks can get down there and take advantage of it. And, you know, we were just talking about um, Oaklawn, too. So, you know, family-friendly environment there, too. Go get you some bet. corned beef, come by, do a little... Shopping with y'all, maybe buy the uh, the next family boat or ATV. I got to think with so much to see in there, you're there for a while. Do you have food, drinks also that you can eat while you're there? Absolutely. You know, Hot Springs Convention Center has turf catering right there on the site. And uh, so the food is uh, the food's amazing. Uh, we always request them to have, you know, roast beef also there. So uh, uh, it's uh, it's 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 excellent. And uh, tons of food, uh, tons of vendors also that are going to be serving other stuff, kettle corn and salsa and and nut roaster guy with, uh, you know, so there's plenty of plenty of stuff and, and nibbles, but also a lot of uh, vendors that are going to be in the recreational industry parks and and destinations that you can go to. So it's really a one-stop shop for, for folks who really want to embrace the natural state. So you got it, Wes. You're going to yep. go pick out a new unit, and then you're going to hang out <laughs> with the nut roaster guy. That's a full day. <laughs> so, yeah, this is cool. I like that. Uh, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, do you have any demonstrations? Yeah. So the uh, we, we used to have more demonstrations. The Arkansas Game and Fish Tank will be there, but their large one had a uh, had a uh, what do you call it an uh, incident? Yeah, we'll Leak? just go. With, we'll go with that. So you, no longer are the are the uh, are the are the pro- professional bass fishermen able to get on the tank and actually do demonstrations, but they can do they can flip and pitch and do all those demos right there by the tank in the aisle and show and show folks how to how to work the the, the latest tackle and and rods and reels and and uh, so. The show hours, again, Friday and Saturday, we're here 10 to 8, and Sunday 10 to 6. Adult admission is $8, kids 12 and under free. Unlimited free parking right at the front door. You don't have to hassle with it like you do here in Little Rock at the convention center trying to find a parking place. So, folks, 
Hot Springs is definitely a place to be this weekend, and uh, we'd love to come see you. And, hey, you may walk out with a, with a new boat. I like that. And some tackle. And some roasted nuts. <laughs> Go see him, folks. 10 o'clock every day? 10 o'clock every day. Okay, very good. Come see us. Ken, good seeing you, buddy. You too, buddy. Thank you. 11.43, we'll take a timeout and uh, come back and wrap up our second hour. As we do, let me mention a little uh, relatively new friend of ours, I guess, over in Memphis. That's Old Dominic. If you haven't had a chance to check out this revitalized whiskey brand with a craft distillery right in the heart of downtown Memphis, you need to. And you don't even have to go to Memphis to do it. They're bringing it to you. They've got it in your local stores and at several local bars and restaurants as well. They have the Hewling Station Bourbon Whiskey. It's 100 proof, small batch, high rye. Really good. Easy drinking. And then the uh, distillery, the family, has a great story as well. And uh, you can find out more about that as well. But they've also got a great uh, different take, I guess, on their bourbon. It's called Memphis Toddy. And they also have two vodkas, just a kind of a regular vodka, Memphis vodka, they call it, and then a Honey Bell Citrus vodka, which is outstanding. Next month, look for their gin on your local store shelves. It'll be available here soon. We appreciate Daniel popping over and seeing us recently to tell us a little more about it. But they've got a great story, really good products. It's Old Dominic. Ask for it by name at your local store or water and hole. We'll be back. 1149 in the zone. Some odds and ends here this hour. Congrats again to Joe Foley, who got number 800. And as I told him this weekend, it's a good thing the first 799 weren't so difficult to come by. But a heck of a win for them this weekend on the road. And uh, congrats to Joe. Would have loved to have seen him do it at Little Rock. I'm sure he would have loved to have won at home. But still, uh, he got it. And they're trying to fight their way up, I guess, from a seating standpoint, right, for the Sunbelt Tournament? It's um, very important to get the one or two seat. And then you get basically a double buy all the way to the conference semifinals in New Orleans. Other Sunbelt teams that aren't a one or two, uh, like, the, for example, the three and four seed, they'll get a, a bye, and I guess it's a double bye. So you're getting almost a triple bye. So your eight, nine, ten, eleven teams all play each other in the first round, campus site, on-campus site, and then so, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then the five, they'll play the winner. The winners of those games will go and play on-campus five and six seed. The winners of that game will then go on campus to the three and four seed. The winner of those games then go to New Orleans and they'll play the semifinals on Saturday, the finals on Sunday. So it just takes out a bunch of games in New Orleans where they haven't had anybody showing up. The attendance has been just um, embarrassing, I would say. Well, this isn't going to help anything. Well, now you only have two games there instead of, you know, well, I guess you'll have three games there, three men, three women, so six games instead of what, 20, or however many it would be. Well, they do empty. it over two days? Two days. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That, that just it, it saves a ton on rental, for sure, Yeah, on the lakefront arena. But, but the key thing for Arkansas at Little Rock, uh, both men and women try to get up there and, and get that one and two seed. I think it'll be hard for the women. I don't think they can. But the men are one win away from being at least a two seed. They win one more game, they'll be at, at least a two seed. They're fighting off Texas State. The Bobcats have finished strong. And uh, if uh, Little Rock takes care of business, wins their two games at home this week, they'll be conference champs, which means they will be going to the postseason at the very least, the NIT. Now, if they go on down to the Sunbelt Tournament win it, of course, they'll go to the NCAA Tournament, but they play Louisiana Monroe Thursday at the Jack Stevens Center. Monroe is one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the Sunbelt, but they've won two in a row. 
all of a sudden they figured something out. They went to Jonesboro and beat Arkansas State like a drum last Thursday, and then they won uh, over the weekend. So they've won two in a row all of a sudden. Louisiana Lafayette comes here Saturday. Uh, the Raging Cajuns are struggling this year with injuries. That's been a big problem with this team. I know having Coach Shields in here and talking a little bit about that Louisiana team, he's he's told us about the injuries that they're going through. And then they finish on the road at Georgia State, and Georgia State's one of the better teams in the Sun Belt. So it would be very nice for Little Rock to take care of business, win the two home games this week, Thursday and Saturday, and wrap up the number one seed in a conference title. What's Arkansas State's chances of getting a higher seed? What are their What's their best bet? You know, their best bet is they got to figure win, a way to win a game. They've lost seven in a row now. We've had two and, hard luck losses to Little Rock, too. And they've got there's a, I mean, there's a crazy scenario. They continue to lose out, and this Louisiana Monroe team continues to win. They could, they could miss it. They could find themselves on the outside looking in. They've got to win some games. But they only have, I guess, two games left. Arkansas, Little Rock, and uh, Louisiana Monroe are the only teams with uh, three games left, and they'll play Thursday night. So right now, it's one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight. Tied for eighth with Coastal Carolina. And how far back is the the and other Lafayette two teams? six and eleven and Monroe's five and back. thirteen. Yep. So yeah, within striking distance for sure. They got to win. They got to figure out a way to win these two games. And they have to go on the road and play uh, Georgia Southern. So they leave two teams out of their tournament. Yes. That's stupid. <laughs> Why not let everybody in? Yeah, if you're gonna just leave two out of your out of your twelve, that's dumb. I think. I mean, like, the Southland is different. Southland does only eight make it out of 13. But everybody goes down to Houston, Katie, for this tournament. Correct. And they don't get great attendance, but it's decent. And my thing is, too, you're really hamstringing yourself for the potential for attendance when, A, you've only got a certain number of teams that are going to have a shot to even get there, and then, B, you've only got a few teams that are actually going to be on, on site – so, like, the long, the biggest thing with, is with when you're going to do this is you don't even know if your team's going to be there, so you're not, like, making plans to go every year. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, you know, like, if you – and, you know, like, Western fans, even if their team wasn't a highly ranked team back in the day in the Sun Belt heyday, when they were in the Sun Belt, they would be there yeah. every time. Middle Tennessee, same thing. Even if their teams weren't great because they were like, well, I got a shot. So, I don't know. I, I just think you're really hamstringing yourself. But the good thing – the one smart thing about the Sun Belt in this case is – and it'll be a hell of a road for the, the lower-seeded teams to have to keep traveling, but – uh, if you can get there, you've only got two days worth of of renting the facility. So, and the way it was explained to me, it's I mean, it's so it's such a long shot for one of those teams because if you win, your the next day is your travel day, and then you play the following day. So it's it, it's a day of win a game, travel, win a game, travel, win a game, travel. I mean, it's you play non- three games in six days. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's odd. They're going to squeeze it all in. I don't know how they can do that. That's almost inhumane. Rebecca. Hello. How are y'all? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I want to thank you for covering baseball more in depth than the morning show. I love those guys, but David is such a football snob, and he, he barely devotes any time to baseball. And Wes, thank you for setting him straight. Gonzaga was picked to win their conference in baseball, and he's like, yeah, we should have beaten them. They were they're a good team. They just didn't they didn't play as well as we did and up until this weekend they'd beaten us. Baseball's the great equalizer. Anybody can get anybody on a given day. Exactly. And it was it was just a great series and oh my gosh, Robert Moore, he's that kid's awesome and to just think he's a freshman. He's he's awesome. 
That kid was great to watch this weekend. Well, Wes told you he's the next star for Arkansas, so be ready. I was impressed. Did you see the defensive play he made, Rebecca? Yes, with the glove flip. Oh, awesome. my God, that thing was sick. <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> and then I loved it yesterday when I forget which inning it was, but we were up by a couple runs. They They were pitching to us. They had two outs. We had runners on base, and the pitcher was more concerned with one of our guys stealing the base than he was getting the batter out. Then he overthrows the first baseman. We score runs, and then the batter ends up hitting the ball anyway. And I'm like, you idiot. You never do that. Come on. <laughs> it, was, it was great. You see, I'm a baseball fan. You can tell. Yeah, I, I love that, that y'all, y'all devote more time – as much time to baseball as the other sports. I appreciate that so well, much. Yeah, I think for the average fan, for the old school fans, you know, like David and Tommy, baseball still has not quite got them on par with, you know, basketball and football. And I'm not sure that it is in general, but I think it's gaining on it and it's close enough. Plus, they've been hyper successful and they're an elite program. So, well, I will, I will like, I grew up in Kansas City. So, baseball is my first love and I'm always going to love hearing about it, mm-hmm. seeing it, and watching it. Well, thank y'all. You y'all have the, a good day. Yeah, thanks, Bye. Rebecca. She's got to love the Robert Moore connections then. You know, I, we didn't talk about Kamani Johnson specifically, Wes, or at least oh, I didn't. They could not stop him. 32 points and 16 yeah. rebounds? He just went down low, used the body angles, uh, post-up moves, and just was – I mean, it, it was easy. It, the way he made it, those 30-something points, he, he was – and then went to the free-throw line, too. He did a great job at the free-throw line. But they couldn't stop Kamani, and then Little Rock couldn't start Marquise Eaton. Eaton had a uh, big game for Arkansas State. 27 points, five boards. He was five of seven from three. I like him a lot. He's a nice yeah. player. It was, uh, And they have one of those rough crews. Uh, there were a lot of whistles. I watched the game. It was frustrating to watch uh, for a, a fan of both Woo! teams. Uh, I just, just let them play. 52 yeah. fouls. Let them play. 52. How many guys fouled out? I mean, it was it was frustrating. And like a uh, big guy for Little Rock fouled out, and I think he only played like 10 minutes. He did a – Six guys fouled out, four from Arkansas State. Yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah. But uh, look at the big uh, – Marquich, Marich, Marich, March. Marich. Marich. Looking for uh, Little Rock. How many minutes he play? Not many. 12. 12 minutes. He, he pulled in Ethan Henderson. 12 minutes, five fouls. No, he played seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> I was looking at Lukic. Okay. I was about to say, I think seven he minutes, even five less. fouls. That's yeah. amazing. Every time he was in, it was like, oh, he's in, calling for a foul. It was well, bad. He was 0 for 1 from the floor, had one rebound and two turnovers. It might have been better that he fell down anyway. Yeah. Didn't, have a, didn't have a classic day for him. But, hey, uh, real quick, I did look it up. Saturday, March 7th, the first round on campus, day off. Next day, next game, March 9th, day off. Next game, March 11th. Three games, six days, if you keep winning.